Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest today joining all the way from UAE. We have Dilan Pereira joining the podcast. Hi Dilan. Hi, how's it going? I'm good. How about you? Not too bad. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so how is it? Where are you exactly? In UAE, I'm uh, based in Sharjah. Right, right. So how is the situation over there with, you know, pandemic and everything? Is it back to normal now? Pretty much back to normal. There's, uh, well, the masks are mandatory. Apart from that, everything is, is pretty much back to normal. Right, right, right. Um, how was it like, uh, how was this uh, pandemic affected your work and stuff? Uh, was there an impact to you on that? I had to work. I worked for a bank. So, uh, other for his core services and whatnot. There were people who were uh, who uh, asked to stay at home and whatnot, but was wasn't uh, didn't affect me. I had to I had to go and I, it had to be at work, not at home. Right. I wasn't work from home or anything. I had to actually physically go. They gave me a they gave me like a special pass to go to work. Right, right, right. Oh, you can, I mean, you can do bank stuff. I mean, not really the front, front, front office stuff. You cannot do it with, from the uh, May home, right? <laughs> this is not front office, actually. This All right. Is, I, I don't work for front office. The, at the peak of the pandemic, the, the banks closed, the branches closed. Right. Back office occupants went through. They just didn't let me bring my home to, uh, sorry, my work to home because, uh, because the sensitive information. Right, right, right. If you have your own apartment and all, then it's okay. But if you're sharing uh, sharing your apartment with other people, then they don't let you bring uh, bring your laptops home because they're sensitive information. Right, right. So so living abroad, uh, Dilan, I mean, you might be hearing all the news coming from Sri Lanka, right? All this chaos and all this <laughs> bullshit coming out of Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> How is it? <laughs> disgusting. It makes me never want to go back. It's absolutely right. disgusting. Look at what's happening over there. It's, uh, it's disgusting. I, I, sad is a, is a very watered down emotion. Disgusting is like, like the right emotion, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think people are just making that I mean, a lot of people are not really taking real action. They just make it to a meme or joke and then just just still living with the same problem, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not entirely sure how far you can blame those people who make memes as well. I mean, what, what really can they do against, uh, against this level of tyranny? I mean, uh, right. What can you actually do? Yeah. You have, you have given them the power. You, you yourselves have given them the power. Now, now deal with it. Right, right. <clears throat> uh, so, so Dilan, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your childhood. Uh, where are you from, Sri Lanka? And like, what's your like earliest memory of music? I'm from Rathmala. Earliest memory of music is, uh, I used to listen to whatever that played on TV. And uh, earliest memory of rock, I would say, is my dad listening to dad and uncles listening to Scorpion. Winds of change and all. 
Right. I I kind of like that song, but this this is my you know like when I was ten nine around that time. Later on, slowly I got into Eminem. I don't know how. I got into Eminem. I think uh, on MTV I I heard Eminem's Slim uh, Shady, and I got into that and I was listening to that. Then somebody hooked me up with Linkin Park. Right. Someone showed me uh, Linkin Park Crawling, and I was blown away with by that. Then it just got just kept getting heavy. Slipknot. I was introduced to Slipknot, System of a Down, Godsmack. You know the whole new wet, new metal yeah. vibe. I got into that whole thing, and it just kept progressing. Yeah, I mean, Linkin Park. I think is responsible for a lot of people getting into metal, and you know, right? So that was the gateway. That was the gateway band for my entire generation. People might deny it because yeah. they want to. They because they want to be hardcore, you know. They want to be people <laughs> who listen to Gogroth from day one. Yeah, there might be people who will deny it, but that's the reality behind it. Linkin right. Park, not uh, like the gateway band for our generation. That's true. Um, Dylan, uh, when did you start playing guitar? When how how did you get into playing guitar? So I got into Linkin Park and I got into metal somehow. Early, early teens, and one of my uncles had a guitar. I asked for it; he didn't give it. I kept asking for it. Then I asked my mom, and my mom asked, uh, kept asking my uncle. He eventually ended up giving it. He didn't want to give it; he was very reluctant because I, he thought I will destroy it. Mm. And yeah, anyways, he, he gave it to me, and I took very good care of it until. Until eventually my sister broke it, but yeah, somebody broke it. But I learned something out of it. And I think I, if he was alive, he would see that I'm uh, that I've that I've done quite well on the guitar. Right, right. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, you you were actually part of the part of one of the Sri Lankan. I mean, it's sort of a short-lived band, but. Uh, You were part of the Spleen Saint, right? The the met you you guys had an experimental metal band, and what what time was this? This this was around like twenty ten. Was was it? What what were the other bands around that time? The Sri Lankan band. Yeah, okay. Spleen Saint, of course, started in two thousand two, but we did actually start. We just went to a studio and started banging everything we could find. We had no musical knowledge. Right. We just wanted to, we just wanted to touch some instruments. We had no understanding as to what to do, and I liked the guitar, and I had a guitar, so I picked up a guitar. Did guitars and vocals. There was another guy called Malik who did guitars exclusively. Uh, there was Chandita who did bass, and uh, there was a guy from my church called Trevin back in the day who did drums. So eventually, we around two thousand five ish, we were pretty established. We started doing gigs in Chandi, Colombo. We did quite okay. We covered, uh, we covered some Six Feet Under, some Amona Mas. We had, we had originals that we played. We played dissection covers. We played uh, My Dying Bride, Eleventh Hour. We did some, uh, we did some pretty good covers, and we uh, released an EP also uh, in two 
2010. That was actually the last thing we ever played. Right. The band at that time, the prominent band at that time, okay, Sigma and Virgin has always been there. And uh, at the time, there was Fallen Ring. There was Journal in Heaven. Right. There was Flexo Alicum Capital. These are the prominent bands in the scene at that time. Who else? There was uh, Forsaken from Candy. There was Pariah Demise from Candy. There was uh, Fallen Hope from Candy. There was, I think that's about it. There was Tantrum. These, hey, are, these are the bands around that time. So those that was like uh, sort of a golden age in Sri Lanka, no? Sri Lankan metal that yeah, era. Metal scene, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember that a lot of bands were coming from either it was from Colombo or Candy, right? That was the case it's most of the time. Between, there was this whole brotherly thing with uh, with Candy. We used to go to Candy in, in trains, like you know, in actual trains carrying all of our equipment with for no money. Right. They don't pay for gigs. We just we just go because we want. And they did the same when we had a gig in Colombo. They would carry all the instruments and come come all the way to Colombo uh, as well. Yeah. That, the, the another another, another band I remember from Candy is Paranoid Earthling. Oh yes, Paranoid Earthling was very. It, they have been active ever since. I think they are one of the most stable bands. Yeah, and and they were very. I think from early on they were very original, right? Like they were purely grunge. They had that grunge, you exactly. know, spirit, right? They stick to that sound. They they stick to that sound, and they hardly do any covers. I I don't think I ever seen them do covers. They only do originals, and and that's actually where I want to be as a musician, where you don't uh, where you don't have to play covers to piece a piece piece. Right. That's, that's ideal. And look at them, they, they've hardly had any lineup changes except for the drums. It's the same lineup. Yeah. I actually I actually spoke to Mirshad also in this podcast few like last year. Uh, okay. yeah, I, and I remember this 2000, I think it was 2005, probably four or five. I actually went to Candy and there was this gig with uh, uh, I think it was Stigmata and Paranoid Earthling and Tapas was there. That, that you know that oh. Tapas. So I was in that gig in in Candy. I don't know if you guys were there or not. <laughs> when was this? No, I highly doubt. I haven't seen Tapas. I've right, seen right. of Tapas, but I Tapas was playing at a certain time uh, that I missed a couple of gigs. There was some rock company birthday sort of thing that I missed out on. I was still schooling at the time. Uh, yeah, Tapas. So, so you brought up a couple of bands that I actually forgot. Tapas was there. Uh, Paranoid Earthling. I'm quite sure I missed out on another one. I can't remember now. <laughs> There's a lot more. There were some amazing bands those days. Stonebroke. Soul Skinner. Were... Yeah. Right, right. Soul Skinner. And, uh, what was that controversial one, Mashang? The... Siblings of Hatred. Remember Siblings of Hatred? <laughs> Michael is here, actually. Siblings of Hatred vocalist is here. I, I didn't get the chance to meet him. Right, right. <laughs> so, so what happened to the band? I mean, why why you guys like uh, didn't continue with the band? What happened? 
well uh, quite a long sub story to be quite honest i do want them to be perceiving it that way but at the end of the day i mean the, it's what is it that is what it is so uh, i got into i this band called parnat it's from uh, from india from chennai mm. uh, it's, a, it's a fusion band it's a fusion rock band that has carnatic music and mm. so i heavily got influenced by this uh, by this band uh, the whole sound of it they use a lot of traditional instruments and what so i wanted to experiment that with my okay, yeah. so uh, carnatic you know, they were using traditional instruments in their music and i wanted to try this out and uh, one of our band members knew uh, knew a guy who was uh, who was really good in traditional instruments by violin or stride and all that but um, he said this guy is now taking uh, sitting for the elevators let's wait until this guy finishes the elevators so that we can also we can bring him more into the back and uh, we can we can start that uh, that kind of scene we can start making music like that so i had my hopes up i was waiting for this guy to uh, finish elevators by the time this guy finished elevators this this person in my band also has go- has gone to another band along with this guy all right so my the this guy basically implemented that idea i had in, a, in another band <clears throat> i could say they implemented it quite well hmm. into their music it fits their lyrical themes better than it would have fit mine at the end of the day some good came out of it but i was very disheartened i was like so this is the kind of people i'm dealing with, right if i gave the if i i gave so much of dedication to this band if i give an ounce of this dedication i gave to this band for my actual job i would i would get somewhere so i uh, the only thing even at that time the only thing that kept me in that country is the band mm. i didn't want to be so i i thought okay class enough with the band i'm moving on and i uh, came over i came here right. and i started thinking on the career and i eventually started writing music that i can do on my own without having to depend on a band right so that's how that's how this song pass 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 and there was about 12 other songs that i had written that i couldn't actually record i'm solely working on recording them so there are there are a lot of acoustic songs acoustic driven songs that i've written then uh, when i met uh, dr gayanandrana the the gentleman who passed away recently right uh, one of my acoustic songs took a took a very different turn it got heavy simply because of this guy's influence he he, he made it sound so heavy so if not it was mostly music i can do on my own like in the lines of damian rice mm and howard things that music that i can perform on my own without without being dependent on a band this is the kind of music i wrote at the time now that direction has changed a bit yeah so what what i loved about your music like especially puff puff pass and you had another one uh what puff, you called that yeah so uh, it this is more this is very you know in a sense it feels very dark as well the way you're saying and you know i it reminds me like leonard cohen like you know like bit of like johnny cash like you know those 
American recording style Johnny Cash and that dark vibe is there. I, I mean, it's it's really <laughs> attractive to Thank me, like so especially much. when you're a metalhead. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, to be compared to Leonard Cohen and Johnny Cash, I I'm not sure if I if I if I am worthy of that. But yeah, wow. No, I mean, I, I, I feel that sort of a vibe from your songs because you're what you're putting out. Because I listen to a lot of Johnny Cash and I'm like a big fan of Johnny Cash. So uh, really, really great stuff. So what's what's the goal, Macham? What, what you're planning to do? What's your you know ultimate goal with all what you're doing? I just want to put out my music. I have some music written. I want to eventually slowly uh, release them. And hopefully come to a stage where where I'm a full-time musician. Right. How is the response? How is the response from from Sri Lanka? And is there a, other places that picked up your songs? It hasn't gone international, I would say. I mean, except for like a few people who have uh, who, who have picked it up and said, "Wow, this sounds amazing." In Sri Lanka, the response is quite good. It's, uh, it's not getting the mileage. I don't think it's getting the mileage uh, that it deserves because uh, if it did actually reach people, I think people would like it. Uh, there are, I'm sure there are other people who would like it who haven't heard it yet. Mm. And uh, as usual, when it comes to metal uh, and anything, anything out of the ordinary, there's very little media support. As you know, and everybody knows about it. There's no media support whatsoever. Right. Unless you are, unless you have made it big in MTV uh, India or something, our local media doesn't uh, do shit for you. I just need to get this. I think if I how do I put it? If I uh, if I marketed it a little more, maybe put it up on a page and whatnot. It's just that people haven't. Enough people haven't heard it to like it. I believe Abhimanyu Agarwal has about five thousand of likes, hmm. and uh, not likes views. And Pak 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 has about uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand views, <laughs> which is uh, which I believe is, is not enough people have listened to it to like it or not. I need to get mileage on it. So. I'm working on that matter with a, with a record label. I signed up with Surrender Records. Mm. So we are looking at uh, the distribution aspect of it. Let's see how it goes. Right. Have you ever performed live uh, your solo stuff? Yeah. Atmatakami Adreno, not yet. Mm. I haven't got the chance yet to perform it live. Uh, because if I'm performing that live, I need a full band. But Fox Fox has been on many times I performed. I uh, performed a couple of times in Sri Lanka. I performed here in Dubai also a couple of times. Right. I've got other songs also I've, uh, I've performed. I've, uh, yeah, Artmata Samyadar and all, I cannot perform unless I have like a full band. Right. I mean, I, I know Serendip uh, Records is doing really great stuff, right? Especially a lot of I mean, they started with a lot of rap parties, hip hop parties, but they're now looking at also rock. I think Stigmata also did their last album with them, right? With with part of yeah, their 
Sigmata is signed up with them. Uh, I believe they are the only two metal that's metal or rock that's uh, that they have. I think. Uh, I think maybe if we get more uh, more bands to sign up with them, maybe maybe the focus we put on uh, the heavy metal side of it would be more. Because as of now, I see a lot of good things happening for the rappers. Nothing mm. much happening for us. Right. Right. <laughs> I saw this post recently, Ajit. It said the uh, rappers are the new rock stars. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. Kanye is right. Yeah. Yeah, somebody else also post, but I think originally Kanye is the one who said that. Originally Kanye is the one who said that. Come on. Yeah. Take a seat, son. <laughs> you also see this there's a feud between uh, machine gun kelly and eminem and you know <laughs> all this <laughs> oh slipknot yeah slipknot also yeah has gone and said i don't want to be 50 plus and wearing red mask or some shit like that right i think he has a death wish i think i think a slipknot fan will walk up to him with a shotgun and just blow him off like what they did to time by that right i was watching i was watching the slipknot live this uh, not fest live stream last oh. week and they had it so a lot of people were like already you know mgk fuck mgk was like one of the <laughs> everybody was like commenting that. <laughs> i know that he, he i think he should stick to his rap shit right i don't know why he's getting involved in all that Unless you are the Texas. <clears throat> so, so Dylan, so while things are, you know, now kind of opening up and, you know, we are kind of getting out of the pandemic. So what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Performing. Hopefully I'll come down and uh, do a couple of gigs uh, when things are stable back home. See, the thing is, things are not stable back home. If I come down there, there's a good chance I might get stuck there and lose my job. Right. That has happened to a couple of people. Like you go, you go back to Sri Lanka and they uh, they put curfew or some shit, or the country gets uh, gets red listed over here and they mm. stop all arrivals from Sri Lanka. Right. And for no fault of yours, you cannot come back. And so until such time, I'm I haven't thought of doing anything other than record. In the meantime, I'm currently recording. Uh, I've recorded and sent it across to. Uh, to the producers back home unfortunately since my uh, since uh, my previous producer passed away now i have uh, i have looked into other producers who i think who, who can get the same sound that i want so i'm now working with sasid gamandi uh, commonly known as i clown or i right uh, he's he's producing one track i'm also producing another track with nisha and that that's so far that's what i'm doing so far so i just need to get these two things out so that i can fill my pipeline with other things yeah i mean dilan did you saw that uh, that rap uh, the rap rock collaboration that uh, whirlwind did with, uh, with yeah, this guy fishwick yeah that's amazing i intend on doing something like that i met a rapper over here a couple of days ago i think last last week around this time Thursday, uh, a very good rapper, Master Bill. 
he had come here for a, for a gig. They, they were organizing a gig over here, a rap gig. Mm. So uh, it was one of my friends who was organizing. So I, they invited me for a, for like a jam session before the gig. So I went over, I, I clicked with this guy, really nice chap, uh, this guy called Master Day. I might, I might collaborate with him on a, on a track, but I'm thinking something very heavy. Mm. Something, some, uh, something like groove metal. I think that's what I that's what I have in mind. Something very fast and heavy, because he's like one of those fast rappers. So I'm thinking, what if, what if you have, uh, let's say, something in the lines of uh, a Lamb of God with 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 rap, with mm. uh, with really fast stuff and what. So I'm thinking of it. I haven't finalized anything, and it's just just at the very embryonic stages. Right. I think you you will eventually do it, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, let's see. <laughs> I have to put these two tracks that I'm currently working on. I have to get these two out of the pipeline because I don't function when there are like things stuck. Right. These are not within my hands now. Right. I have recorded and I've sent and I'm waiting for the production. So it's, 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 I'm biting my nails waiting for it. <laughs> so, so, so Dylan, what's your message to the viewers of this video and people who's going to listen to this podcast? Ah, what's my message? Market your music and uh, write more music in, uh, in Singhala. The, we, we have a lot to learn from the rap scene over there. The rap scene is more successful than the metal scene because they write in Sinhali, and uh, the people are people are not the musicians are not getting enough coverage because of the language barrier. So I think people should uh, I, I encourage musicians to write in Sinhali and or in Tamil in order to uh, get the music out there. It's not it's not about uh, making money. It's not about creating music for the masses it's it's about getting your message out and if you're writing it in english it might not reach everybody everybody is not as fluent as you and i are in english so maybe uh, if you speak a second language maybe write in your mother tongue that's that's pretty much it i guess and market your music <laughs> yeah we, i mean for me for example i i mean i listen to a lot of metal but i still i still some sometimes i still want to listen to a singular song right like you know i listen to a lot of singular yeah i listen to quite a lot of singular songs i like kapube durgane uh, i like the old classical music scene uh, plus the only two new artists i like from the new era i mean no no actually there's quite quite a few good artists uh, new ones I like Kasun Kal Haraji and uh, Indra Chapali. There's Charita Akshalaji is doing quite, mm. quite well. Nihindu Arya Rakhna. Yeah. Nihindu Arya Rakhna is actually an inspiration for everybody. Else. There was a time, there was a time that I used to think in, 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 Sri, in Sri Lanka, I used to think Buntamona metal. I used to look at people and think Buntamona metal. Mm. But then again, Mihindu Arya Rakhna went, went and wrote a, wrote a single song uh, with Nemesis. Uh, Nemesis. Yeah. 
and and everybody knows that song so this gives us a clear message you you just need to give that sound but in a language we understand there are people who would like rock and rock and roll or or metal or rap or whatever it is for that matter it's not it's not just the bass music that people listen to just give them that sound and they might like it mm-hmm. they don't like it okay kala no problem no harm done but they, they are, there are people who might like it you just need to give it in their language so there's there's a lot of <coughs> good new musicians the saita atlaje mehendwarya ratnagar a couple of new indie uh, indie musicians as well sadra uh, bandar Mm. A couple of them. Uh, yeah, there's. I I can't say he's new, but she's only a part of it. He's quite new in the local music industry. Yeah. And these people are doing a great job. And very they're unique, also, ne? Yeah, very unique. They are giving something out of the ordinary to the to the music community. Right? They are giving something. other than what they have been hearing all this time that dankut takto dankut takto sound they are giving mm. something else so that's that's uh, commendable that i appreciate that right <clears throat> so dilan thanks for joining the podcast i enjoy to- i really enjoy talking to you and uh, all the best with your plans and uh, looking forward to you know more songs and uh, you know hopefully you put put out new music and hope you can perform live in colombo and all that so all the best and tell everyone lastly how how they can follow you and how they can listen to your music sure uh first thank you so much for your visit uh you can find me on facebook my name is dilan ferreira d y l a n ferreira so uh, i have like an artist page as well as my personal page filled with memes I recommend that you follow the artist page because I might have some controversial ideas when it comes to my personal uh, personal uh, Facebook page. Right. And uh, my YouTube is also the same. It's Dylan Carrera. Just search for Dylan Carrera and it would it would come up. Better yet, search for Atma Sakami Agar. That that it's there's there's no other song like that. There are no other messages. It's just that. Search for Atma Sakami Agar. You will come up uh, on my page. Right. You have your music on Spotify also, right? I do Spotify, Apple. Uh, I, I I've got it on iTunes, Spotify, and Deezer. Right, uh, Dylan. Thanks for joining again. Uh, so have a great day ahead. Thanks, man. You too. You too. Thanks. Bye now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>